Chicago. This is your morning routine. Put some respect on my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Super Bowl 57. Here we go. Kelsey at the bottom is going to come in a little short motion. Mahomes looking that way, throwing that way. Kelsey got it. Touchdown. Hurts has all day loaded up, taking a shot, looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it. Touchdown. Hurts on a quarterback draw. Nowhere to go. Sitting on the turf. It's picked up by Bolton. No one in front of him is going to score. They're almost impossible to beat if they protect the ball. You'll see there Nick Bolton, number 32. He gets the strip, the fumble recovery, and the touchdown. Now Hurts on the keep. Has a seam, and Jalen Hurts is in for the touchdown. His second rushing touchdown today. Pacheco right up the gun and in. Touchdown. Just the second punt of the day for Philadelphia. Here's Sipos. Low sinking kick. Tony on the run. Still up on his feet. Tony has a wall. It's another block. Tony inside the 20. Tony still going and he's down to the five. It's coming. Mahomes, man wide open. Touchdown, Chiefs, and Sky Moore. Hurts has some time. Going deep. Got a man to Vontae Smith. He's got it. He is out of bounds at the one. First and goal. They try to shove Hurts over the end zone, waiting for a signal. He's in. Touchdown, Eagles. And now they have to go for two for the tie, you would think. Hurts looking for a block, and he gets there, he's in, we're tied at Super Bowl 57, Butker up, got it, here we go, Hurts, as all day, now some rushers come, gonna throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short, and the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57, highlights courtesy of Fox and O. God, welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With Courtney Cronin in for Cap, it's J Hood with you on the Super Bowl Monday review. We got Jay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride with open phone line for you. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going and watching this show and all the shows here on ESPN Chicago. And there you go, Courtney, 38-35, the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions again. Super Bowl 57 in a high-scoring affair in the desert. It was great. My goodness. So this might have been one. This is the best Super Bowl I can remember outside of the overtime game and the incredible comeback from the New England Patriots in 2016. But this is exactly what we wanted. Number one offense in the Chiefs, number one defense in the Eagles. It didn't look like the number one defense in the NFL in that second half, but... I just, the legend of Patrick Mahomes grows. You get a high-scoring affair. 
I know there was the controversial holding. Was it a hold? Was it not a hold? Should it have been called at the end of the game? That's life. That's officiating. It shouldn't mar how good this game was in totality from the very first drive. You are correct, but it will. It will. Uh, and, and, it's not just that call, too. There's yeah. other calls that have been brought up, whether it was it was it a fumble, was it not a fumble, was it, you know, and this was a game that was relatively clean. I don't think there was a single defensive pass interference called in this game, and then it comes down to effectively a judgment call in yeah. the final minutes. Ah, Courtney, it's the best officiating we've ever seen. Ask Roger the Goodell, the commissioner. Said. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's great officiating. And, and so if you have not watched the NFL, and here's what the Super Bowl brings. The Super Bowl brings people together. Like, I haven't seen football all season, but I know that there's a party here. I'm going to be part of something special because on the big screen, there is a Super Bowl. And so I haven't watched all season. And you sit down and watch it. And for the person that has not watched football all season, they have to be thinking to themselves, my God, I don't know what a catch is anymore. Or, man, oh, my God, look at this officiating. For Roger Goodell to say before the Super Bowl in his press conference, everything's fine, it's not fine. But the head-scratcher for me always, Courtney, is this, is that here we are in 2023 where you have all the technology in the world and we're still getting calls wrong. Actually worse. Actually with the, with the human element, with the just the human eye, someone's watching and officiating. You say, okay, he missed that call. He missed that call. It happens so frequently. Is that because it's magnified because it's 2023? I just think that with technology and with the human eye, still we're getting calls wrong. I mean, think about the Eagles in the divisional playoffs against the Giants. In early on in that game, the chain broke on the side. Do you remember that? Yes. Like when they had to yes. like unravel it and figure out this is how we measure what a first down is in 2023, the year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. Like we have technology. We could implement a sky judge like other sports do. And the NFL, for some reason, is so averse to that. And when your product the day after the Super Bowl, whether it's here, whether it's on other radio stations, whether it's on Get Up, currently this is what we're talking about. And incredible Goliath versus Goliath matchup in Philly and Kansas City, yet the final moments of that game we're going to remember for a holding call, which, again, is a judgment call. And if you had the ability, which they do, to fix all of this by having a sky judge, by using your technology to your advantage, there are plenty of smart coaches who have vouched for this. I don't know if it's just falling on deaf ears at the league office, but these rules committees that meet every offseason – this comes up, and you, you know this is going to be a topic of conversation considering what happened in the AFC championship game, the replayed third down yeah. for the, in the, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals and how irate Zach Taylor was over that. You know that that's going to be a topic of conversation this offseason. And then things like this in the biggest game of the year, the last game of the year, this is what our lasting memory is going to be of 2022 football. No matter how terrific Jalen Hurts was, no matter how dynamic Patrick Mahomes was and how unbelievable he was at the end of the game, and just all some of the great plays that we saw, it boils down to James Bradbury against Juju Smith-Schuster. And so there are some that will say, well, why do you make that call at that particular time? We get this all the time, not just in football, Courtney, but in all sports. There are fans that will look at certain plays, especially at the end, and say, how could you make that call at the end of the game? That call is holding in the first quarter. That call is holding in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That call is holding uh, all the time. But here's the thing. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe officials, listen to James Bradbury. He goes, yeah, I was holding. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go. But, of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was, it was a hold. 
so they called it. All your years, your many years, going back to 1965 when you were covering the NFL during that time, do you recall someone being that being a stand-up person saying that, yes, it was me, I was, I was holding? Maybe in my pre-merger days, uh, you know, way back in the day when guys were just ruthless in the locker room. And, yes. You know, maybe, maybe then, but yes. I just... I can commend James Bradbury for ending any sort of speculation. Was he holding? Was he not holding? Because typically in those moments, you get a player who kind of flips it on the media. Like, what did you see? Yeah. I didn't see myself holding. I was in the middle of the game. You guys were watching the replay. What did you see? Yet for some reason, maybe he's just a better person than than myself and others (laughs) who would have been like, let's just die with the lie here. I didn't hold. But he went that route, and I just, I'm watching the replay. I've watched it a bunch of times since last night, and you can always tell how much a receiver is held by how quick he is to complain to officials, start throwing his hands up, pulling on his jersey, all things like that. Juju Smith Schuster, in this clip I've got on repeat, just kind of casually walks from the sideline back into the huddle because he thought. You know, okay, well, you know, whatever happened here, well, I wasn't held. Yeah. But James Bradbury doubling down, and I know Carl Schaefer's after the game talked with the pool reporter for the Super Bowl and explained that, you know, there was clear cut evidence to to call this. You know, what what whatever you think about the NFL's officiating, this is by their rule book. That's and, and I'm with you. I hate the argument of well, would you call it in the first quarter? Is that a play that you would call in the first quarter since you called it in the fourth? No matter what it was, that was a hold yes. by the NFL's standards and the definition of that. But again, those things are judgment calls, and the, the conversation is going to be: Should a flag have been thrown in that moment? And that's something that is uh, is going to be up for debate. Well, here's the thing: Like you know, I, I'm trying to give the NFL the benefit of the doubt as far as here to the letter of the law, based on your rules. Yes, that is yes. holding. Unfortunately, the NFL doesn't live up to its own standard when it comes to that, right? They don't they live to their own stand, their own letter of the law because on some games, depending on what games you watch, sometimes that is holding, sometimes it's not. It should not just be one thing or the other. Now, I think that James Bradbury has uh, really cemented himself in the front office in the National Football League just for being a stand-up guy. Seriously. Yeah. I think someone up there is like, look at that guy. He's actually on our side. Well, look at that. You know what? <laughs> Let's keep our eyes on that Bradbury, pal. Hey, he's a free agent. Hey. Maybe he heads to Park Avenue after uh, you know a couple of weeks of m- mulling what he's going to do next. Only a guy like James Bradbury would be thinking about his future because, again, it wasn't like he blinked. He just said, yeah, I, I was holding. Yes, it was me. I was holding. Now, Nick Sirianni, the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, and by the way, Nick Sirianni, he knows America when he hears it. He knows America. There he is, standing up there proudly with the national anthem and the tear rolling down his face. And then another tear rolling down his face. I mean, emotional. I mean, a gusher of tears. Do you think that Sean Moreno and that meme, is has that been retired with the tears like Dreaming out of his face? Yeah, I think so. I think we moved Nick Jordan. Nick Sirianni's the new Sean Moreno. We move, we, move, we move Moreno. We move Jordan out of the way. Now it's Sirianni because he says, you know what? It's America. It's America. Sirianni on that Bradbury call, by the way. I'm not. I'm not. It's not my job to, uh, you know, I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of, of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second. Um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw and he, and he called it. And so that's never, it, 
I, I know it always appears to be that you know it's one call that makes it it's not it's not what it is right it, it's not what it is there's there, there's so many plays that contribute to the the end result of the game and in, and today they were better than we were so shay as i was driving home from uh, dion and terrence's house where i watched the uh, the game watched went to my cousin's house watched the super bowl I was listening to um, the fanatic in Philly because I had to find it because not, nothing like a good negative post game. I was going to say oh. that was a bastion of intelligence oh. and nuance. No, no, but no, I, I didn't need that. I just wanted I wanted all the tears from the Eagles fans. I needed that. There are Chicky and Pete's doing a broadcast there, and I turned it on. I was like, let me see, let me get the flavor of the Philly fan. And for some of the Philly fans that called into those that post game show. They were really disappointed in the ending of that game. Just talking about the Bradbury call, it ruined the game for them. Would you say, Shay, that that ruined the game? Because obviously if you're an Eagles fan, yeah, it ruins it because you had your chance to win the Super Bowl. But they boiled everything down, the good, the bad, the ugly, to that one play. That ruined it? Not for me. I think if you think about the game, like we still had the third highest scoring Super Bowl ever. You still had an all-time great lead to scoring drive in the final five minutes. You had a tie game in the final five minutes. Mahomes um, being the great. I think you got everything you could have asked for. And the call really for me, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If they don't make that call, the Eagles go down the field and win. We are talking this morning about a blown call, no holding, that cost the Chiefs a Super Bowl. So, so Cordy, let's do this. And let's open the phone line, Shay. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. We want to get your thoughts about Super Bowl 57. If you got a chance to watch that or listen to it, Courtney and I want to get your phone calls in on that. But also, did the controversial ending with James Bradbury and that hold on Juju Smith-Schuster, did that controversial end ruin a classic game for you? Think about it. You saw what happened. That was the end result, and it helped the uh, the Chiefs win the ball game. But did that controversial end uh, ruin the classic game for you last night? Let's get your calls in. 312-332-3776. With Courtney Cronin in for Cap. It's Jay Hood with you. Cap and Jay Hood. Weekday mornings at 7. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap and Jay Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in today as we talk about the Super Bowl from last night as the Chiefs win 38 to 35. So as we go to the phone lines, Courtney, Courtney Cronin in for Cap here this morning. So, Courtney, what would you say? We asked the question, did the controversial ending of a classic game ruin it for you? It was Bradbury against Juju Smith-Schuster. Holding was called. Did that bother you? How much did that bother you? It bothered me, but it didn't ruin the game. Like, in the moment, when I see the defensive holding, and it was kind of a delayed, like, from that camera angle, where the flag came in, maybe, like, two seconds late, and I was kind of like, darn, I know how this game's going to end. Once again, the Kansas City Chiefs, it's going to come down to a penalty that gives them a first down. It's going to set up a game-winning field goal. And... Where did I hear this before? Two weeks prior in the AFC championship game. And, you know, I got crucified nationally for my take on Joseph Osai. I feel like some people understand that there's nothing a defensive player can do in that moment when you're nearly 300 pounds running at the sideline trying to get a quarterback. That's true. But this is more of a judgment call. And that's what I think is going to stick with fans who look at a game that was back and forth all game long. And then Patrick Mahomes in the second half and the Eagles 
pulling out an eight-minute offense. I didn't think that existed in the NFL, but they did that in the third quarter. And then after 47 minutes, the Chiefs finally take a lead, and then it ends like that. Yeah, like That's what's going to be, I think, the sticking point for NFL fans as we go into this offseason, what we're going to talk about, how this game ended. It was such an epic back-and-forth affair, and of course, you always hope for overtime in moments like that, but it's so rare to happen in the Super Bowl. I've only seen it happen one time between the Falcons and the Patriots, but... It's a judgment call. Should a flag have been thrown there? Should it have not been by the rule of the NFL book that is holding? But there are going to be people say, eh, did you really have to call it with 154 remaining in the game to give Kansas City the positioning to line up for that game-winning field goal? Well, I look at it like this. I don't know how this game could have ended if that call is not made. I'm not sure how which way it would have gone. I'm not sure. Because on the flip side of that, we would have said they missed a blatant holding call yes, on Philly. Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, so I don't know how it would have ended without that call. However, if you're an Eagles fan... You're, you're pissed this morning because Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes. He did. And so 27 for 38, good for 304 yards, had a touchdown as well, uh, 115 yards rushing on the ground for the Eagles. What I like from Jalen Hurts is, is that he wasn't trying to do too much. Now, obviously, the fumble was completely out of character, mm-hmm. and that was a surprise, I think, to many people. Like, wait, you fumbled the football? What? What's going on here? But I like the way Hurts played. The storyline for me is here's Jalen Hurts, Shoulder issue, but still can be able to distribute the uh, the football, nickel and dime it down the field, run the football. Other side, Patrick Mahomes is limping around, and he gets his Willis Reed moment because he comes back in the second half and wins the ball game. If you're an Eagles fan this morning, you're disappointed because you did everything that you could to try to win that game. Now, defensively speaking, uh, that secondary, some wide open holes for those touchdowns for the Chiefs, that's a head scratcher for sure, but still, despite the issues defensively, Philadelphia was still in that ball game. So I can understand why an Eagles fan is mad this morning because it, it, for them, it does boil down to that play. It does, and I mean to go back to your point on Jalen Hurts, how uncharacteristic that was. You could tell the staff felt that. Be Shane Steichen, the second who's going to now be the Indianapolis Colts head coach, or at least is you know everything's trending that way. They had they ran a quarterback draw for 14 yards, the play after they got the ball back. So even the staff was like, that's not something that we think is going to decide the game. We're going to put the ball back in the hands of our quarterback, of our best player, of our dual threat player, because there were so many things that could have gone wrong with the shoulder injury. And we hear you know, the reports coming from NFL Network yesterday about how much pain he had been dealing with up until that point with the SC joint sprain, I believe it was. And Sports Center. I... <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how the game would have ended had that play, had the flag not have been thrown. I just feel the anticlimactic nature where you have Jarek McKinnon and very smart. I feel like some people on Twitter are like, why did he fall down at the one yard line? It's about oh. making sure the clock is running again. The Super Bowl is a time like yeah. Shea is going to attest to soon yeah. where you get the non-football fans watching and interacting in the pool of football fans. Don't but it. yeah. it's. To watch Patrick Mahomes knee out the clock to set up the field goal, it just felt like a little bit of air was let out of the balloon there in the final moments. So you could have been like, all right, time to, you know, let's clean up the uh, buffalo chicken dip spread. Let's put the wings away. Like we can, you know, multitask as we're watching the final minutes of what came down to be a really epic game. As Butker was setting up, Dion was saying, okay, take some of this food home. Take some of this food. <laughs> My mom was doing the same yeah. thing. I'm like, I'm like, can you let me watch the game? <laughs> Stop trying to divvy up the pulled pork. <laughs> I mean, right there, 
right there when Butker was sent up. All right, get this food ready. Uh, okay, cuz I got a, I got a plate over here. Okay, pulled pork here. Chick- like, yeah, but they're still got. I mean, Butker might miss this. Okay, now you got this. Take this home. Was she? Were they not watching earlier in the game? Wait, doinked it off to the left or upright? I think everybody in the room thought, okay, this is over. Just the way it was all set yeah. up. You no, just, you're right. I felt it was over, too. You just knew it was going to happen. So let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. Courtney and I are asking you, did the controversial ending, ending uh, ruin the game for you? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Uh, Brad Berry says, yeah, absolutely. I was holding on that play. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go. But, of course, you know, he's a ref. He's a big game. Um, and it was, it was a hold. So they called it. Philly G and McHenry on ESPN 1000 on Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Philly. Hey, good morning to you guys. Uh, great show. How you doing there, Courtney? Uh, Jay Hood. Uh, listen, I'm not a Philadelphia fan. Uh, I mean, I picked them to win the game. Yeah. But if I'm, a, if I'm an Eagle fan this morning, I'm upset because they need to do something about that rule. That ball, Holmes, when he threw that pass, it wasn't even close to being close to the receiver. It was what, out of the, out of the end zone? I don't I think mean, it was catchable, that is for sure. I mean, that sailed over both of them. Slow developing play to the running back team. It was uh, something that, uh, and, and for sure, as soon as that happened, and they, and they made that decision to call that, that play, or that, that foul, uh, it was it was like you could see the, 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 the change in the temperature in the stadium. It was just like you knew the game was going to end the way it, it ended. And um, it just it just wasn't right. Something just wasn't wrong. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I think um, it was a great game, but up to that point, it just it kind of it, it ruined it. It ruined the ending. <laughs> all right, call. Philly, we appreciate your telephone call. Now, you see, Philly leaves line open, 312-332-3776. John and Lyons on Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Good morning, John. How you doing, guys? We're good. Thanks for calling. Hey, listen, I'm from Chicago, so I'm not biased on this. So, basically... I was in a room at a bar with 300 people, and it was there was like most of them going for the Eagles, but there was probably about 20% going for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And when they called that flag, everybody, I'm talking 100%, said you can't end the game. Like, like, that was a bad call. This is like two boxers going down to the 10th round, and the one guy gets hit, and that ref stops and says, you know what, I'm calling it. You seem, you seem like you can't stay on your feet no longer. And you're like, what? Really? You're gonna coach? Do you remember Mahomes, the rookie year against Tom Brady? Yeah. And remember, was going back and forth, back and forth. I mean, that was a great game. This was one of the, it was a great Super Bowl. And let me tell you something. It was ruined on a call, a technicality. Did you? And it was. Did you it have the Eagles? Anything, did you have the Eagles to win, John? It's a technicality. Hey, John. Hey, John? Yeah, did you have yeah, the, Did you have the Eagles to win? That doesn't matter to me. I'm asking you the question. No, I didn't, listen. I don't drink. I don't gamble. I wanted a good football game. You don't drink or gamble. Stay away from me. We appreciate the. I think you got call. a good football game up until <laughs> the moment where everybody let out that collective groan. And to John's point of being at a sports bar, I was at one on Saturday when the Duke Virginia game mm-hmm. came down to that foul that was overturned and shouldn't have been overturned, and you could just hear the collective roar of. What yeah. just happened? Bad weekend for officiating. I think just sports wide, bad weekend for officiating. Jay Moore, do you think the rule is is it a rule that if the ball is uncatchable, that the foul still should 
occur or how does that work? I mean, that's only so I get a lot of people saying that. Yeah, that's a pass interference rule. Defensive holding is defensive holding. Yes. If you hold, mm-hmm. that's a different penalty. Well, and also, I mean, intentional grounding too is a judgment call, right? Because of the receiver having to be in the area, like that's up to the referees to determine, like, was a receiver in the vicinity of where the pass went? So that falls into that same category. But, Shay, you're right. Defensive holding, when you tug someone's jersey, when you can see, and at least from the replay, I know that it took a lot of different close-ups of that to yeah. see, like, how ticky-tack it actually was. But by the NFL's rule, and when you hear from Carl Chaffers after the game, you know, he said the question I thought kind of solidified this was what specifically about that play was the part that merited the flag? Just to be perfectly clear, quote, the grabbing of the jersey that restricted his free release to the outside, which you see, you just see it ever so slightly. Yes. It wasn't blatant. That's the problem. Like, yes. That people are not going to look at that and say it was so obvious to the clear, naked eye that that was defensive holding. It was a ticky tack call. It was a ticky-tack call, but it was the right call. Yes, by the rules. By by the rule that, again, that I wish that the NFL would adhere to, yes, that was the call. And I know here's here's where both things can be true. Yes, it was the right call, but at the wrong time for a lot of fans because they didn't want that to be the ending. Because if that happens in the first quarter, no one's saying anything about it. Even if it leads to a touchdown, it might reflect in the overall fabric of the game story, but... No one's complaining about it. We're not having this conversation about it right now as to whether it ruined a game for you or whether you're okay with that. Yeah, it did not ruin the game for me personally, but but it's still the call. The call was right, but again, you didn't want that to be the ending. I think that that's what people are upset about, and we can understand. But I think even further, and we'll talk about this as we move uh, through the show, Courtney, is that the inconsistency of what a catch is. Oh, I got a major issue with that. We'll talk about that as we move forward here on Cap and J Hood. 312-332-ESPN 332-3776 our phone number. So you saw it or you listened to it. You saw what happened. There was a holding call on James Bradbury. Did that controversial ending ruin a classic game for you? If you're on hold you will be on the air on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J Hood. Good morning Chicago. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl 38-35, Patrick Mahomes received his second Super Bowl MVP award. The Colts plan on to hire Shane Stitchin. Courtney? Steichen. What is it? Steichen. Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen as their next head coach. And Northwestern got their first win over number one Purdue by the score of 64-58. to Steichen. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Captain J. Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with Courtney Cronin in for Cap. I'm Jay Hood. Open phone lines for you as we talk about Super Bowl 57 as the Chiefs get it done 38 to 35. 312 332 ESPN 332 is our phone number. Patrick Mahomes, what's the difference between Super Bowl 1 and 2? He said it, it's completely different. That first time, I didn't even know how great winning a Super Bowl was, and then to deal with the failure of the last two years, losing a Super Bowl, losing the AFC Championship game in overtime, um, I appreciate this so much more, man. And I'm proud of those guys that, that, that play with me. 
See, the one thing with the Bradbury play, it overshadows a lot, but I think that you and I are going to be able to accentuate some of the great things we saw in this game, including Patrick Mahomes. Whatever you want to say about him, 21 for 27, good for 182 yards, he had three touchdowns. In the clutch moments, he was there. Again, I would say Hurts outplayed him Mm -hmm. from a number standpoint, but when Mahomes needed to make a play, he was able to. Think about his ankle, too. He re-aggravated a high ankle sprain in the waning moments of the second quarter. We didn't know if he was going to be able to play in the second half. And to come out and, frankly, show no sign of weakness in that second half, in that third quarter where they come out and they start with their foot on the gas, they go down, they score, and I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes thinking, what do they do? Like, honestly, I want some transparency here. Tell me what happens at halftime. Because I, I was talking with some uh, a source in the league being like, all right, what's really going on behind the scenes? Like, well, you have to, like, by league rules, there's enough time that they'd have to give him an x-ray. They cannot let him go out there if there's structural damage. So very clearly, there's no structural damage if we're going by the rules here. So whatever they shot him up with to make him superhuman, like he probably wasn't feeling anything from his waist down, frankly. And it's not just adrenaline. Are you sure? I mean, clutch my pearls. You say, you're saying that they shot him up with something? Big, big J journalist, is that what you're saying? Is that is that what you're reporting? That's going to be on the bottom line, you know. You know, yeah, it'll be Cronin. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Holmes shot up with 40 cc's of Tortorol. <laughs> I'm just saying, that. you understand that you're a newsmaker, a newsbreaker. This stuff is going to be on there. You understand. I'm going to say it on TV when I go on today. You're going to say it like, what, Whatever happened, it made him into a version of himself that is legendary. And now, like, I know we're talking about the Bradbury thing and, and that overshadowing the final moments of the game, but the legend of Patrick Mahomes in that second half, when are we going to, or is it going to take a couple days to die down and be like, oh my God, do you realize what we just saw? Because something like that doesn't happen that often. And 24 days ago, he sustain this high ankle sprain to go through three weeks and be like no i'm good i'm fine i can play in a super bowl and play at that level maybe maybe they were right when they said that jamar chase remember when he had the hip injury they put him on ir because he quote unquote heals faster than people Mm -hmm. maybe these guys just do they are superhuman and i can just that's 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 what's going on the bottom line cronin quote NFL players are superhuman. I like the Tordal <laughs> thing better. You know McAfee's going to join you on that. He's yes. been on the record. 100%. They send him out so he couldn't feel his foot when he kicked the ball. There's no way Pat Mahomes could feel his legs when they sent him back out in the second half. Yeah, but Courtney's saying it's not like she's in like a, a black tee. Uh, you know, like a, a black undershirt standing up saying all kind of crazy stuff. I'll say it in a vest. I'll say it in that. I'll say it in whatever. It's just... You yes, will. Frankly remarkable the the modern marvels of medicine Uh and how they influence what we see on the field because Mm -hmm. very clearly he wasn't feeling pain in that ankle in the second half at least when he's showing because there was no signs of limping remember in the afc championship game that that final scramble the final offensive play where he ends up getting hit and pushed out of bounds like he scrambled and there was kind of that moment where he gets up from you know falling on the ground after he was shoved and he's limping a little bit you didn't see any of that in the second half. And the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs, you didn't see any flaws from them. Zero penalties, yeah. zero turnovers, zero punts, zero sacks allowed, and only one incompletion, which was that throwaway that sailed out of the back of the end zone for Mahomes. Um, and that was like the play at the goal line where it just, you know, there was a slow developing play. 
whatever it was, maybe it'll come out someday. I mean, I just, I would love to know what those 35 minutes of halftime look like. That's what I want to know. That's the real get to the bottom of the story of how Patrick Mahomes was able to orchestrate this. Just remember that injury took place in the first half of the divisional round, and he's limping out there. In 20 seconds, he can give you the answer of what you're looking for. You want this 30 for 30. You want this two-hour oh, documentary, yeah. but you're not getting that. You're going to get 20 seconds. Yeah, what I did was I challenged the guys to leave everything they had on the field. And it wasn't just me talking. There were several guys talking in that locker room. And I knew if I challenged the guys to leave everything uh, they had, I had to leave everything I had on the football field. And so um, we knew the game was going to be won with the offensive line up front, offensive line, defensive line, and both teams ste- both sides stepped up, uh, especially when it counted. And I, I mean, it was it was an amazing game, and I'm, I'm proud of those guys. So no tour doll, nothing like that. You know what it was? Just be talking to the players. That's what happened. He- can challenge the guys while they're broken and prodding at them. That That's is, right. It can happen too. That's yeah. right. That- Dude, he had a 20 yard scramble. He got up, hurry up offense, and hand the ball off immediately. He did that two weeks ago. He was hopping on one foot. That's right. He was on Great something. offensive line play. That, I mean, that's not th- what he said. It's a fail safe. They, it, no sacks allowed in the second half. They blocked their asses off. I mean, that's, that's what he's saying. It's a good workaround to not actually telling us how much work they did on his ankle and I was worried about that. I really did think, you know, I tweeted this at halftime. Is that going to be like more time? You'd think more time to work on the sure. ankle, the x-ray. You have time to evaluate. But wouldn't the adrenaline wear off and the pain start to set in and your body as a normal human being that is mortal? Like you would feel that stuff and it would stiffen up. Think about the inflammation. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, but the amount of inflammation, his ankle, that thing probably looked like a grapefruit by the time he was done playing on it last night. Yeah, none of that was the case. None of that analysis you just gave was no, the case. I mean, you know, he, no, he, he just galvanized that right. with his one, voice, his frog right. voice that you just so wonderfully <laughs> so what, emulated that's here. What, that's what it was, see? Courtney, all that analysis is great, you know, but, uh, but here's what happened. Patrick Mahomes galvanized the guys. That's what happened. So it's a 20, so it's a 20 for 20 short. Mm. We go to Dino and Will Met on ESPN 1000. All right, Dino. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, it's Jay Hood, Courtney. What's uh, up, man? You man, saw the hey, you saw up, the game. Parker? Tell us your thoughts. Uh, listen, listen um, I've been watching football for a really long time. I'm a dentist, and I, I look at the details. Um, you know, the rule is the rule. Of course, I heard you saying that, Courtney. But, hey, listen, if the guy was not truly impeded to the ball, why are we calling that with only a minute and 54 or whatever seconds left? It would have been third and eight, and if, he, if that was incomplete, it's going to be, I believe, fourth and eight was going to be, and it would be a longer field goal, and the key already missed one. So now what? So if he, if he, go, if he hits it, fine. Now we, Philly has some time to go down and tie the game or win the game. There's so many scenarios could have happened. Now the thing was, it was a great game until the end. You're watching a movie, and now some, something stupid happens. You go, oh, that movie was stupid. It ruined the game for me. And I believe I'm not a Philly fan. I was rooting for them, though. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a Kansas City fan. But that play of the holding being called at that moment ruined the game. Hey, and Doc. I, I believe. Real, real quick. You said you're a dentist, yeah. right? So you deal with Novocaine yeah. and pain shots. Can you help oh, us decipher what happened with Patrick Mahomes' ankle and how much of whatever substance it was was injected well, in there? I use Marcane in my uh, long-lasting eight-hour uh, procedures, and so um, you know that's that's probably what they use on him uh, in his ankle and just to take the pain away, numb him up on his ankle. Thank you, Dino. You just gave Courtney two thousand words for a column. <laughs>
Thank you, Dino, for the phone call. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Paris is on the south side on Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000. Hey, Paris. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, man. What's cracking? Yeah, so I watched every last minute of that game. And I know it could be sour grapes for Philly fans or anybody who had money on Philly. But the rule is the rule. And a player at that professional level has to know you cannot be handsy like that in those waning moments of the game. And it's a holding call, not a pass interference, and it's the right call. you got to make the call because why do we eat up our whistle during certain parts of the game? We have to be consistent with the calls, and it was the right call. And, I mean, unfortunately for the people on the other side, they feel it was a bad call, but it was the right call. Yeah, it was the right call. It just, it just where it happened in the game sucked. That's all. But here's the thing. We don't know how that would have ended this game. Either way, I'm, no, I'm sure people would be upset on either side of the coin, would have been upset to see the ending of a great game. We've seen this before, regular season or in the postseason. You see a great game, and then the, the finish is flat. That's what happened yesterday. What's going to happen, though? What are you going to do? 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our phone number. Did the controversial ending of the game for the Super Bowl, did it bother you? Also still to come, more of your thoughts. Shot or no shot at 8 o'clock with Courtney Cronin, Jonathan Hood, Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000, also on 100.3 HD2. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Captain Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. And Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We got Shot or No Shot coming your way at 8 o'clock. We'll go around the NFL coming at 8.35. Courtney Cronin in for Cap. As we talked to you about the Super Bowl yesterday, 312-332-3776. Did Bradbury, that call on him at the end of the game against Juju Smith-Schuster, did that ruin the game for you? My prospect, Ryan, is on ESPN 1000. All right, Ryan. Ryan, are you there? Is he up? Jay Moore, is he up? All right. Going once, twice, three times a lady. Instead, we go to Curtis in Farmington, Minnesota, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. All right, Curtis. Good morning. Courtney and Hoodie. Pop, 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 pop. What's up, fellas? Thank you so much. Move your body. Mm-hmm. Move your body. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be grumpy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be grumpy right now because oh. I'm going to be uh, channeling my, my inner shade really quick. Grumpy Curtis. Uh, All right. Yeah, because uh, uh, Philly fans need to, need to quit it. They need to quit it. They lost. They lost. They allowed Andy Reid and his coaching staff, which is a weapon, by the way. Oh, my God, it's a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they allowed you. They, they outscored them 24 to 11. Come on, quit crying, Philly fans. I mean, you you let uh, you allow the sixty-five yard punt return. You couldn't sack Mahomes, and then you let him run for thirty or forty yards, whatever. Come on, quit crying. You lost the game. Don't put it on on, on the call that on a, a legal call by the NFL that's supposed to be called. So, I mean, you lost. Take it as that. That's how you lost. And I wish we had a weapon like uh, like that Andy Reid group or uh, group there. So take this loss, y'all get better. But quit crying. Sorry. Who That's is we? Who is we? Not, not you. I mean, not you guys. I'm saying the Philly fans that are blaming 
the uh, uh, blaming the loss on the call. No, but Curtis, I mean, you say, I wish we had a weapon like Andy Reid. Are you a Vikings fan calling from Farmington, oh, Minnesota? No. You're Bears fan. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Bears fan all the way. I was just hoping that the if you see the difference between the game, how Andy Reid had uh, picked apart the Eagles in the second half, I wish we had that with our group. That's what I'm saying. I think Bears fans probably wish they had receivers like Kadarius Tony, way the hell down the depth chart, oh, making plays in the moments there that mattered. Go. And Juju Smith-Schuster, a weapon on the outside. Can you imagine what this Bears offense would look like if they had some semblance of what the Chiefs had on offense? Curtis, we appreciate the phone call. Leaves line open. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Rolando in Arlington Heights. On Cap and J Hood, Courtney in for Cap here on ESPN 1000. Hey, Rolando. Hey, love you both. I cracked, chuckled when uh, Courtney made a comment of what her mom started to do at the end of the game. We're a football family, Bears family. Love football. It was my mom, my daughter watching the game. That had a classic in the making. He had four, he had a bunch of umpires out there seeing the play. Mahomes is under extreme pressure. He had to get rid of it. He played the third out of the end zone. Screaming always a ticky tack foul. Absolutely. Was it a little snug, a little tug of a pull? Yeah. You couldn't catch it. Let him play it out. It would have been a, an epic ending of does he make the field goal? He already dunked one. Can the KC stop him on D? Maybe go to overtime. Maybe not. It was a great game up until that point. My get- mom, like Courtney had said, she got up, <laughs> walked up, started cleaning up. <laughs> she already has a tendency. She already knew what was going to happen when Butker started lining up for the field goal, right? She already knew. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it. She got up and left. But, yeah, it was a great game. Ticky-tack. Shouldn't end that way. Rolando, you can't write the endings as a fan. The officials can, Yeah, I thought but it was scripted. Yeah. Didn't Arian Foster tell us that last week? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, with a tinfoil on his head. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can't write it, though. And so, yes... It's not just that, though, Courtney. It's just officiating overall in that league. In that league, I don't know what a catch is. That frustrates the hell out of me, and Shay knows that. It's like one of my hot-button issues when it comes to football. Yeah, am I a college football fan more than the NFL? Yeah, more than likely, yes. Yes, absolutely. Shay, you tell me. I don't see those calls like that in college. I'm not saying that we watch every game, but we watch a ton of games, especially the big spotlight games. We don't see controversial calls like that. It does feel like in college the, the, the rule is a bit simpler. They boil it down, get one foot, you're good. That's yeah. what I think needs to happen here because the Dallas Goddard catch the whole thing that was controversial about that. There was nothing controversial about it. Can someone smarter than me explain why the rules are different from college to the NFL? Because wouldn't it help the play of players getting into the NFL, being a cornerback, knowing how you can press guys, knowing how you, what you can and cannot get away with? Because it's so different in college. Why not level the playing field here? Because when the rules change that much and talking about having to make a football move in possession and did he, you know, basically, you know, double double pat the ball. Like and did he catch it? Like Dallas oh. Goddard caught that ball. Yes. My eye is telling me that. Yes. And were all these years past the the Des Bryant catch. Did he catch it? Oh. Did he not? And we're still having the same discussion about it. Like the, that's the, the maddening ca- as a football fan. Well the Calvin Johnson catch against mm-hmm. the Bears, which was not. It, well, he was twisting and turning his way into the end zone. And he didn't have the ball in his hands because the ball's turning. Here's here's my ultimate point. My overarching point about this is that the, some of the greatest athletes in the world have to be able to do godly, worldly things to be able to get a catch in this league. 
And same thing with Osai on the defensive side. As a 300-pounder, you must be able to suspend yourself in the air and make sure you don't touch the quarterback. Yeah. It's, it's so ridiculous. We're telling physics to not exist in a sport where body control in physics, in gravity, and all the things that it takes to be an elite athlete, all that stuff comes into play, and we're penalizing guys for having elite body control. Th- watch the Dallas Goddard catch through two, I mean, think of it, hell of a throw, tight window throw between two defenders and where he high points that ball, brings it in, makes sure that he has possession, two feet, the whole thing. And we're going to say that that we're going to mar that play with controversy. That's not fair to the game. I'm just so tired of it in that league. Every Sunday, there's something like this where you don't know what a catch is. By the letter of the law in college, 99% of the time I'm watching college football, I know what a catch is. You know, again, one foot in bounds, he falls out of bounds, whatever. But just, and then the five to 10 minutes looking at the replay to determine what a catch is, it's just insane. You know, it's funny. They always complain about baseball being too long, but football, it's okay to be three hours and four. 45 minutes looking at replays half the time. And the Devontae Smith one, you knew how long that was taking, that that was going to end up being, you know, the spotlight was going to be on the officials for that, and that thing was going to get overturned. I just, I know we have replay for a reason, but it's not the reason that's, it shouldn't change the eye test. It shouldn't change what's ha- what the referees call in the moment and allow you to, boil this thing down where you have all of this time that adds time to the game it takes the rhythm out of the game and it affects the offense and what they're doing isn't that right joey g anything courtney cronin says absolutely thank you joey <laughs> put the flag that, away that's right, what's going to be on the bottom line on sports center uh, yes joey g says <laughs> so what do you think of that joey g what do you think of that well, You know, that would be great. It'd be like training the college players to play in the NFL if they had NFL rules in in the college game. Um, Hoodie, on your side, the officiating sucked all year long. Yeah. Um, The ball was uncatchable. If I'm on the field as a referee and I seen that whole game out there, that flag would have never came out of my pocket. Because uh, again, the ball was ten feet over his head; it was uncatchable. Yeah, I it mean, it was that, the right call. The right call, holding. Yeah, yeah but 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 in that situation, you just can't do that. I mean, it ruined the game for Tom and Oakland's son, right, Tom? That's that's right, hoodie. Because he was cheering for the Eagles, so obviously it ruined the game for him. So and uh, and and he was screaming. He's like, "That wasn't that, that wasn't uh, interference or anything." And I was like, "Well, no, but it wasn't. It was defensive holding." Yeah. So, so, so Joey G, if you're if you're Tom, what would you? What should Tom tell his son about that play, Joey? That's the NFL, son. <laughs> That's what you'd say to him, right? It's like that. That's the NFL, son. You don't know what's a call, what what's a catch. Pass interference should be eliminated. No more pass interference calls. It's you, the defender, catch it, don't catch it, or it's a pick. One out of the three is going to happen. When you call, call an interference call, you don't know what's going to happen when it's not interference. They had just said to end it because they're going to shot or no shot. I used to be a dentist back when I was 20 years old. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, what was your, what was your I, ex- I even what? I even made house calls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming, Joey. Thanks so much for the phone call. Coming up, we got shot or no shot. Two minutes on Chicago's Home for Sports.